it's time for another team profile and projection here on Talking Baseball. And we are doing the New York Yankees voted in third place by our audience, which is a lot of Yankees fans, probably. But they probably, they're here on like other rankings as well that other publications are doing last year they had a 33 and 27 record which is on pace for 89 wins the entire team was hurt until the postseason where they got eliminated in game five to the tampa bay rays jake who did they lose and who did they add this offseason your american league favorite new york yankees bbd and trevor plouffe's yankees they lost some friends of the family James Paxton, the Big Maple, Masahiro Tanaka, Jay Happ. There's some starting pitchers right there. How about Adovino and Canely out of the pen? Those guys were weapons for them when right. Jonathan Holder, my high heller. Eric Kratz, the king of baseball. They are out. Who came to the Big Apple? Jameson Tyone in the Pirates trade, friend of the family. Corey Kluber, the Klubot, he's going to be talked about a lot this episode. Darren O'Day and Justin Wilson, a couple veterans for the pen. And then there's kind of a battle for the Yanks bench. Jay Bruce, Derek Dietrich, couple bodies. couple bodies you're familiar with trying to make the Yanks. But uh, Trevor, oh, Trevor, this lineup, this lineup, my guy. Uh, we just talked about the Braves. We were recording the Braves earlier. I said, this is probably my favorite lineup I've seen so far. Now I'm looking at the Yankees lineup. It's probably my favorite lineup I've seen so mm. far. If everything goes right and they actually have people on the field, that is the caveat we got to put out here with these Yanks. And you guys know that better than anybody being Yanks fans. But at catcher, maybe we thought we would have had a controversy here, but it seems like so far, Gary is going to be our guy. I did fix him at the beginning of spring training. It looks like the mechanics are still there. It could just be a little spring training-itis. He's ready for the lights to come on, but he will be catching Garrett Cole opening day. That is a fact. First base, Luke Voigt, the major league leader in home runs in 2020, came out of nowhere. I was on record of saying they should have traded them last year, but now I'm, I'm on the Luke Voigt train, baby. I'm right. It's a big train, by the way. Second base, they brought back our guy, DJ LeMayhew. All he does is hit and do everything the right way. Gotta love him. Six years, $90 million they dished out to him. At shortstop, we got Glaber Torres. Third base, your guy's favorite. Jake's favorite third baseman in the league, Gio Urshela. In left field, Clint Frazier or Brett Gardner, depending on the day, but mostly Clint Center field, Aaron Hicks. Right field, Aaron Judge. D.H. Giancarlo, mm. formerly known as Michael Stanton. It's a hell of a lineup, Jim. When everybody's on the field and, 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 and right, pitchers are scared of this lineup. So I love it. Now I want to hear all about that, that pitching because I think this is where the timid the, expectations. The pitching is very interesting because no pitcher has pitched more than one full season as a Yankee, if that. Garrett Cole, they brought him over last year. He is the $324 million man. 284 ERA last year in the shortened season. He'll be the ace of the staff. 
Then they're going Corey Kluber on you. They got him for $11 million, one-year deal. Then Jamison Tyone, they traded for him. He's They gave him for two years, $2 million, uh, double Tommy John guy. They're going to go Jordan Montgomery in the four spot uh, and Dave, and Domingo Herman in the five. Those guys could rotate, could be Domingo four and Monty five. You have Davey probably most likely starting in AAA uh, or the alternate site. And you have Luis Severino returning from Tommy John halfway through the season. Uh, and then uh, there's some other death pieces that no one cares about. Aroldis, I do, but non-Yankees fans. Aroldis Chapman is the closer. Zach Britton is actually out for the first half of the season, but he will be there for the second half in the postseason. Chad Green is in the bullpen. Darren O'Day is there. Justin Wilson's getting an MRI as we speak, and he's probably going to be out for the first start of the season. Um, then it's a hodgepodge of, of relievers that, if you're not a Yankees fan, you don't need to know. So the rotation's the big question, Mark. It's the rotation and health, and um, with the rotation, it's also health. The lineups, in my opinion, Trev, I think in a lot of people's opinions, if the lineup is healthy, which is like a very big if, because the Yankees have been the most injured team the last two seasons. I think they broke the record in 19 and then 20. Literally everyone got hurt, and they just said, wait till the postseason. Um, if the lineup's healthy, I think we can all agree that it'll produce. Uh, you know, some guys might have off weeks while other guys carry it. That's kind of the nature of the beast with a nine-man lineup, but I, it will produce. With the rotation, if it's healthy, which is a big, 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 big if, you still no guarantee that it's going to produce if healthy. healthy. So the rotation is Cole in the question marks. I mean, I'm as skeptical as one can be about Kluber. And it, it, with Jake and I have done a lot of conversations, a lot of full episodes over on Talking Yanks about that. I'm a little higher on Tyone, and I that's very biased because I like him a lot and he likes us. Um, I, I want to talk you off of that a little bit, Jim, because you mentioned if they're healthy. Health is the big question mark. Yeah. Jameson Tyone, you can believe in him as a pitcher. Guy was a top pick. We don't, I mean, we don't know what he is, double Tommy. Career 3670. We're saying with health. I, I think, No, but I'm saying with he throws from a different arm slot. He throws from a different pitch mix. His, I mean, he's not the same guy that did those numbers. He's a completely different looking, feeling, throwing pitcher. Yeah, I mean, he's still the 6'5", 230-pound bad boy. Like, I, I, I think you can believe in his pitching ability. The health is the question uh, for him there. And then, yeah, Kluber. I mean, Trev, I, I kick it to you and all the Kluber stuff because you, when this initially happened, you had some great analysis. Watch out for the porch because he likes to kind of peg that outside corner to righties. That'll be something to watch for. And, you know, this spring he hasn't been overly the top impressive, but this is a big bet by the Yankees. He's a Cressy guy. Cressy's the Yankees trainer. A one-year, $11 million deal to replace essentially Tanaka, a guy that was beloved in Yankee land. So he's uh, – I mean, that's the one that's circled in red pen. Tyone, you keep an eye on it, but if he's out there throwing, I think you can believe in that guy. Yeah, I think they need they, – Kluber has to be above average for them to be where they need to be this season. And as we're doing this, our our guy, Eno Saris, put out a tweet that's getting ratioed right now. What do you say? It says, Corey Kluber doesn't look that good. That's the first sentence. Never really had a great fastball. Now he's sitting 90, muscled up for 92. His vaunted command doesn't seem all the way back either. Love his breaking ball, and he's had a great career, of course. 
but this isn't anything close to vintage. And he's getting killed by Yankee fans probably mostly. Uh, Why? He's right. Because they, he is right. And But I think what they are saying, and I will go at Eno a little bit because we're boys and we can do that. I don't think he has to be vintage Kluber, Cy Young Kluber. I don't think the Yankees are counting on him to be that guy. But like I referenced when they made this signing, I don't think he needs elite velo. He's never really had elite velo. So he just needs the command to come back. If the command is there, his his pitches are, are working. If his command is there, that's what he needs. So when you have a guy like that, you can't always rely on him to have that throughout the season. So when I look when I think about Kluber and the the arc of the season, he's gonna have some really good starts. He's gonna have some bad starts, some blow up starts, and everything else. And it's kind of the the arc of most pitchers throughout a season. I look I look at him as being maybe a, a high three and a, or a low two, which I think the Yankees will absolutely take. When the season's done, they're gonna you're gonna look at his numbers, and you're gonna be like, oh, that was pretty good. Hopefully, he has some big starts that people really remember, like down, down the stretch he or in the postseason he performs. But I think overall the numbers are gonna be pretty pretty much like, eh, okay. Low fours, high threes. That's what I'm guessing for Kluber. And I think the Yankees will take that. No, they won't. That's That would be a very big mistake by them if that's what they get. And that's what I'm very worried about, Trev. If, if high threes? I think you take it. Four? Well, I don't think high threes. I think I thought you said low fours. Well, low fours, high threes. I'm not going to take four, that one, for 11. Three, nine. That's the, what I'm looking at One right year, $11 million deal in the middle of the window that the Yankees have, which is like slowly closing on them. It, it's a bad bet if that's the result you get. If he's not out there pitching... Your number two. Well, eleven million is nothing for a starting pitcher, though. Well, when you're fighting against the tax and they refuse to go over the tax, yeah, that's where it hits hits you. He ate up like fifty percent of the room left, and this is a well, who window. Who was like, it? They could have went and got besides they, him. They could have traded Tanaka. for some other pitchers. They could have kept Tanaka. They yeah, they could have done some other things. So if he's not performing in the postseason, and this is why I'm very very down and skeptical on on the signing. Excited to be wrong if I am, but. I mean, if he's not one of the top three guys in the postseason, it's it's a uh, not good. No, it's a it's a tough ask for a guy who's essentially missed the last two seasons. And from that aspect, you're right; he'd have to be really special in the regular season, or he'd have to really drop it in the postseason. Which, hey, Corey Kluber can do. I mean, this is a dude; he's got two sides in the bag. But you're being measured on one year in baseball, which is probably the toughest sport to be measured that way. So it's going to be interesting to track. And, yeah, I mean, the the Eno thing that's going on right now, I mean, is 3.2, one run, zero earn run. So Yankee fans are obviously going to fight that tooth and nail. And then if you want, you can go at spring training card. And everyone's going to end up being right. <laughs> like, Eno's right. He didn't look incredible. The Yankee fans are half right. He also kind of did his job, and you could say he was battling. So I don't know, man. He's, he's going to be one of the big things circled this year. Um just hope he's out there giving bullets because, man, that, there's egg on a lot of Yankee people's faces if he is not healthy and out there. Their head trainer, Cressy, Brian Cashman really put his neck out there on that one. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. And they do have some starting pitching depth. Um, you know, D- Domingo Herman uh, has had a really nice spring. Interesting to see if he can bounce back to his form. Uh, you know, Davey's got potential. He showed some some out there. So the Yankees are going to have some guys battling. It's going to be really interesting to see who's there come October. Um, I, 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 like, 
you said, Trev, at one point that if Kluber's not there, that like really messes up the Yankees, and I disagree with that. I think without Kluber, they're kind of like the Twins, where I like this rotation for a regular season rotation because I like Domingo Herman and I like Jordan Montgomery. Um, and if Tyone can go out there and twirl it, and they keep him like fresh enough, like I, I like that as a regular season rotation. Um, but it's the playoffs that matter here, and I think you know, just like we said with the Braves, like their ceiling, their floor is the postseason. So it's who's ready there, and and like we said with Syndergaard, I don't think you can count on Sevy to be a postseason stud when he's in his year coming off Tommy John. So that's where like I think the Yankees are have. Regular season pitching, they needed playoff pitching, so that's why they got Kluber. They didn't get him for the regular season. If he pitches five games, then gets hurt, then pitches five in September, then is good in the postseason, it'll be eleven million, well worth it. But it, I, I'm fine with the regular season rotation um, if the lineup's there. So that's where, it's just just the postseason, really, and we'll see. Davey, yeah, should, as you Davey, guys were what? as you guys were going through the rotation. Uh, Jim, there is there's a ton of bodies there and, and a bunch of serviceable bodies. Like there, the depth is exactly what you want. So I agree with you on the point where I think the regular season's fine. The postseason, would they want Kluber to be like a number two guy? Absolutely, obviously, but I just don't. I don't see him returning to that. That's what I'm worried about. Kind of guy. Tyone is the two, and then maybe like Herman has the stuff to be a three. In the postseason, Severino does too. I know he's coming off of TJ, but yeah. dang man, well, he's good. And, Can't bank on it. And and that's Can't the thing. That. That's that's gonna be the story of this Yankee season. And hey, I I get it. It's Peacock, and we got our feathers out a little bit because not a lot of teams get to think this way. But it's who's there come October. I mean, I'd say Jim. The only thing different when you mention the Twins is that Garrett Cole guy. Uh, if anyone else steps up, whether it is Tyone or Sevy's healthy or Domingo Herman or Hell Monty, I mean, you know, Davey's got some chutzpah to him. Yeah, yeah. If someone can join Garrett, that changes the whole dynamic and outlook of the postseason. Yeah. So I don't know if it's Kluber or Tyone or Sevy or whoever. You just hope it's one of them. And that's kind of. Brian Cashman didn't say it, but he basically said it. He said, you know, we had the option to bring back Tanaka or sign Kluber and trade for Tyone, and we did that because they're kind of playing the coin flip game and who's going to be there. So um, that's the storyline. I uh, I feel like we need to do the lineup a little bit of lip service because those boys are tasty, fellas. Yeah, I, the lineup's really good. Uh, obviously, DJ LeMahieu is back-to-back top three MVP voting, top five. MVP voting. Um, Aaron Judge, when healthy, has done nothing but be one of the top 10 players in baseball per, like, any stat you want to pull up um, since 2017 when healthy. Jake had a stat the other day because people, a lot of Yankee haters say that Judge was only good in 2017. If you take away his 2017 and just do 2018, 2019, 2020, he's still top 10 uh, in a lot of offensive categories and all the ones you care about. Uh, Stanton... Stan's very tricky because he's going to be a DH only. And uh, we'll see if he can stay healthy. If he is, he's mean. Mm. Voight led the league in home runs. Labor Torres had an off year last year, so we're hoping for a bounce back there, and we're very iffy on his defense. It, he was good in the playoffs. So you, yeah. It's easy to, to mentally prep yourself for he's going to be fine offensively. 
It's the defense. Yeah. The defense you worry about. Clint Frazier's going to get his first chance at starting every day in left field. Defense still something that worries me. He should be able to hit uh, and perform. The lineup's deep and good. Their depth is actually not good. Uh, for a team that in 2019 suffered the most injuries ever and still won 103 games due to their depth and how many people they had and being able to pick up Cameron Mabin, who went off for them, and having Romine and Higgy combined to be really good as the catching position, their depth uh, on the bench actually isn't that impressive this year. It's going to be interesting because they may break camp without Jay Bruce and Dietrich, and then their depth is almost uh, invisible. just doesn't exist. Guardy deserves a shout-out. He's going to be back, and he's technically a bench piece right now. And it, Go check out his stats. as technically the fourth outfielder, which, as Yankee fans, we're just <laughs> waiting for injuries. Um, you know, th- that's a nice option to have. You're right. Um, you know, and people outside of Yankee land are maybe wondering where Miguel Andujar is. I mean, he's been hurt, and he hasn't played a lot of baseball. He's going to have to prove himself in the minors before he gets a chance. Um Mike Talkman right now is a coin flip to make the roster. Jay Bruce, so the this Yankee depth, and for those of you that don't know, we do a lot of Yankee stuff. <laughs> we've done we've done a PPP on each player on the Yankees. So if you want to go check that out, have a blast, and we do a deep dive even on uh, the Bruce's, Dietrichs, and those guys. So it's uh it's going to be interesting to see the Yankees save themselves a little bit of salary cap to hopefully make a deadline move. It sucks. That I say salary cap, Trev, because I know it's not one, but teams use it that way, and uh, even the New York Yankees. So, uh, it's it's really insane for us to think, and maybe I'm going to try to bait Trevor into hyping us up a little bit. But man, if Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge are healthy, those <laughs> are guys that are nuts when they're right. Stanton's postseason. Everyone's going to be healthy, Trev. Anyway, I've decided it. Eric Cressy has them doing yoga. They stopped lifting weights. Cressy God. They got a full year under Cressy. It's just a healthy season, healthy season, besides Kluber. He's my one incredibly skeptical point. But as far as 162, I'm pretty happy with this Yankee squad. Um, It's just who's there come the postseason and how are we feel about them? Because, you know, going into the postseason last year – I said over and over again, I didn't think they had a shot to to advance out of the ALCS, and they didn't even make it out of the DS. So, like, I wasn't feeling good last year about the squad. I am hoping I feel good about this squad going into the postseason. What's this lineup going to look like, the construction of it, like the batting order? It's going to be DJ Is it something they like to – You want to know it? Do they – Do they? does he? Does Boone stick to one, or is he a rotation type of guy? So – this is where I'm hoping I've talked myself into them having a change of like how they operate as a team for no reason at all. They haven't really given any signs that they will do this. They a, li- spring a, li- training, a yeah. little bit. They've been more consistent with their lineup this spring training than they've ever been in the last three seasons ever. And it's been something we've been hammering home. And I've asked you about a ton. Like, do guys like knowing where they are day in, day out? And you've always told me, yes, like, Yes. Consistently knowing where you hit in the lineup helps out. So they haven't done that at all. It's been awful. A lot of it's injuries, but a lot is moving guys around. This spring, every home game, they've run out the same lineup, and I'm really hoping there's a fundamental change in how they operate. It's DJ LeMahieu leading off, Aaron Judge batting second, Aaron Hicks batting third, which is a very big point of contention in the Yankee world, Stanton DHing, Glaber batting, or is Voight. Voight batting fifth, Glaber batting sixth, Gio Urshela batting 
Seventh. Seventh. Gary Sanchez batting eighth. Clint batting ninth. Those last three have had the the most. Yeah, the, and, and I don't care the, about seven, eight, nine yeah. wiggling, but I'd like the one through six to be relatively the same. Uh, and they've never done that, so we'll see. And it's, I mean, Fangraphs has all of those guys you just mentioned projected for 20-plus homers. It's it's crazy what these guys can do if they're right. I mean, Gary Sanchez is the name that, you know, you probably have to circle in this lineup. Um, this is do or die for Gary Sanchez as a Yankee. You yeah, know. I mean, it's kind of do or die for his career as a starting catcher this it, season. It's, it's wild. I mean, fastest player in AL history. To 100 home runs That's insane when you lay it out like that Trevor Plouffe hopefully fixed him on sequence Add um, So yeah, I mean, don't get us wrong We hear all of it a lot more than you The defense, the offense, whatever it is This is the final year uh, A sink or swim for Gary uh, So we'll find out about that Everyone else, man I mean, God, these guys are monsters These guys are monsters uh, Stanton's got an MVP in the bag And one of the best Home run seasons ever by a non-steroid guy <laughs> um, Aaron Judge he's He's got a 50 Yabo season in the bag uh, DJ LeMahieu like you mentioned With the recent MVPs What Voight did last season Glaber Torres had 38 home runs As a shortstop second baseman at age 22 Up and down the lineup It's crazy If these guys are healthy They're going to ruin days um, I, They are very righty heavy uh, That definitely stands out to you And it hurts my soul a little bit Growing up on those Yankee teams That had Bernie and Posada switch hitting And Tino They they had really good balance The Yankees don't have that but Even to share a switch or Posada They always had switch hitters and lefties And they don't know Their their front office now believes in Using the short porch for righty <laughs> So um, And you know Hey it does work out When Judge and Stan flick their wrists And oh There's a three run homer But uh, this lineup, man. I, uh, Trev, this is our. We fell into a daydream one day, and this should make people mad. But could you imagine a Judge Stanton home run race in New York City? The, hold on. The oh qu- yeah. The question on the show was like, what's the most like crazy, yes. happy, high prediction you can get? Like it, it did. It came out of a place of craziness. Attack me. But it would be fun. But it'd be great for baseball. Uh, it'd be great if both of them were healthy and they both hit thirty home runs. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> it'd be huge. I don't want. I don't want to be a downer. Yeah, I've been holding this in. But since you guys just went to the high of highs, okay, I'm go to like the yes. low of lows. Allowed. When you started to mention yoga, it got me thinking. I don't love it. Oh, I I, the, I I had an off season where I was going through some soft tissue stuff. I said I got to get. I got to get longer. I got to stretch everything out so I don't got these issues. And I did yoga a bunch. I mean, a, a lot. I had a yoga teacher named Garth. I swear he was like out of Rivendell. Like he probably spoke Elvish. That's how he seemed to me. But I went to him all the time and I got really flexible. EBD was not ready got, for that. EBD was not ready for that. We lost Being named Garth got me. <laughs> you and Garth doing yoga. Dude, all off I got two too flexible my end range of motion wasn't strong so i'm worried about that a little bit so my message to the yankee guys stop doing so much yoga I, mean, I don't know i don't know how much you're doing and if you're the yankees guys don't listen to that because i think judge and stanton are built slightly differently than you uh, i used to be thick trev uh, i mean I I, i'm not like yeah but those guys are megatrons they're like some of the biggest they are look i standing next to judge is stupid yeah it's stupid we stood next and to stan he's, he's stu- very he's tall nice but he's not judge it's cut up He's tapered. Yeah. Judge ain't tapered. 
Stanton's a two guard. Judge is a tight end. I would like to see Stanton and Judge open field, like Oklahoma drill. Is that what it's called? Mm. Dude, Trev, Judge is is thick. He is thick. Hey, I don't know if you know this, but I played played against them. You were second deck stadium? Let me talk about the Yankees a little bit. I love this team. I do. I love the bullpen. I don't like some of the guys out there, but I like what they do on the field. Uh, the lineup looks great. I'm kind of in on the pitching staff now. Like, there's so much depth. I know what you're saying about the postseason gym, but yeah, when it's, you got a Garrett Cole, it's two very different uh, Jimmies. Like, you, if you ask me, do I think this Yankees team will win the division? Do I think they will make the postseason? I'll be very confident and cocky, and like, yeah, I feel really great. But the postseason is we'll have to see when we get there. But you got Cole. So, like, mm-hmm. you got an ace like that, you got a chance. Cole pitched three times in the ALDS, and they lost. So, like, you need more than Cole. Well, because, yeah, he and I know that, but so, somebody from that group is going to step up. Yeah, I don't know who one, it's going to be. Five. No, they played every day. He pitched twice. One and five? Yeah. I thought he came back on short rest. Did he not? Yeah, he pitched one and five on short rest. Monty oh, that's right, because there's no off days. There's no off days, which low-key hurt the Yanks because yes. they leaned so low much into Low-key, high-key. But somebody's going to step up. We just don't know who it's going to be. And that's and they're not going to – there's no moves to be made. I know they save some money, so maybe a reliever. They're not like the Braves. They're not going to go make a big yeah, splash. Yeah, they're not poised the to make a big move. That's why I got so excited last episode when we were talking about the Braves because they're in a window – and they're poised to make a huge move. Yankees haven't made a trade at the deadline two years in a row, so they have to do something just because if they don't do something three years in a row, I'll eat my face off my body. Mm. But they don't have any money, and they're strictly staying under the tax, so they'd have to trade money to get money, or they just have to pick up like a reliever for $2 million. I think that's the limit. So that's where you know you hope Severino comes back. You hope Britain comes back halfway through, and you hope they're healthy. I think they can belly up a little more than that. I want to say they have $4 million under the threshold. But so halfway, halfway through the season, that could be like an $8 million player if you get a little funky with money. Either way, it's not where we just went to daydream world with the Braves. Trev, you're all over it, man. It's We, just, we as Yankee fans, want to know the formula, and we're not going to know that all year. You know, I, I mean, Domingo Herman, bad guy, um, it, he could walk in the playoffs as our two starter. He could not be on the team. He could be a nice option to kick to the bullpen, and he could be that two inning reliever that we've seen take off on so many teams. And we just don't know the formula, and it's scary. It's it's scary because there's other teams you look at, and you know I think these final two teams remaining, you say, yep, okay, one two three, one two three, kick it to that guy. And the Yankees, they don't have that right now. There's a very excited Yankees postseason, and there's there's the scared, nervous. And I think the other thing that this Yankee team does have going for them, everyone else took a step down. The Astros, they took a baby step back. They lost Springer. The, you know, that Verlander's out for the year. The Rays, no Snell, no Morton. They're still going to raise you, but... And then the, the teams that took steps up, the Blue Jays and the White Sox... Blue Jays, that pitching staff scared us. The White Sox, they've got the formula. They just have to show it. Um, so that's going to be that's going to be the other interesting to, thing to watch this year because the other AL powers did take a baby step down this year. 
It's almost like you're at home cooking yourself dinner and you got your protein locked in. You got a nice steak, whatever kind of steak you like. That's the lineup. Then you got a nice bottle of wine. That's Garrett Cole. Now, that's not a complete meal. You need sides, maybe a salad, an app. You don't have it right in front of you. You don't have a recipe, but you got all the ingredients in the fridge and in the kitchen. What are they going to cook up during the year to go along with that steak and wine? We don't know. I have confidence that they're going to come and produce a fine meal for us. I really like this team, and there's enough components where they almost don't even have to like, you know, get uh, cornered into making one sort of appetizer or side dish. They can do whatever they want. They just have to put it together. And I think they're going to. You guys, it's weird talking to you because I know how optimistic you are, but then as you guys dive deeper and deeper in on this team, it's like you get more and more worried. It's kind of a funny thing. I, I kind of like, you know, picking at this with you guys. I'm more confident in the Yankees, I think, than you guys are. Well, that's why we always get ripped on for A, being way too confident, and then B, being like, you guys make it sound so bad and the Yankees are so good. And it's like, well, I don't know where you want us, but it's somewhere in I the don't... middle. It's somewhere in the middle there. <laughs> You have to mentally brainwash yourself a little bit. Jake, Jake's always more positive. I, I run always. a little hotter, and we all know that. Yeah. Um, BBD. I'm not sold on Kluber at all, and I just watched him play, and I thought he looked pretty bad in that spring training. Like I had the same thought that Eno Saris tweeted. I was like, this guy doesn't look sharp at all. BBD, we love you. You do talking Yanks with us as well. We kept you off the board, billboard, and we're sorry about it. Any thoughts on your Yankees? Uh, I mean... Like them, all of the, the stuff you just said, covered it all off season on talking Yanks. It, I mean, just like stay healthy because I can't handle another season <laughs> of like everybody getting hurt. God, that was nuts, man. And like, and like, also like, don't come back right before the playoffs because yeah, that's all yeah. the last two years we kind of had the full group at the playoffs, but like nobody was in a rhythm. Yeah. yeah, the last two seasons we've had people return for the, the first <laughs> game of the playoffs. Yeah, in 2019 it was Edwin Stanton. Judge Hicks, Hicks like within all returned within the five days before the postseason, and they did the same exact thing last year. And that's why I was screaming last year. There's no chance this team. I had no. I didn't even pretend to think they could win the World Series last year. And they're doing with the way they constructed the pitching. I I'm kind of on board with the what are the odds? None of these work out. Yeah, there's so many being thrown that you know all the coin I, flips. I think they have enough being thrown that we'll get three playoff pitchers, but I just don't know who they'll be besides Cole. Like, it could be Cole and then the other three or two that you need in the ALDS. I have no idea who's going to win that battle. It's, it's wild. Um, I don't know. All right, so DraftKings has their over-under as the second highest over-under out of all 30 teams. So according to Vegas, this should be the number two team. Our audience had them as the number three team. It's the highest over-under we've had uh, by far. It's 95 and a half wins. I think the next highest was 91 that we've had so far. Mm. That's a lot of dubs, man. That's a lot of W's, lot of baby. All right. I'll go first. I'll go first. You guys still, it's incredible to me that you host a podcast about the Yankees. You got a billboard right outside the stadium, and you guys are still so unsure about your feelings about this team. No, I'm very sure. I take the over. I think they're going to have a good regular season. Um, they've had awful pitching staffs in 2018 and 2019. Go look at who was starting for them. 
It's nothing special. And they won 100 games. They won 103 games. And they had a million injuries. They cannot nearly as have as many injuries as they had in 2019. They won 103 games. Uh, like Jake said, I think a lot of teams in the division, um, I think the Rays took a step back. I think the Jays are much better, but I don't think that their pitching staff is good at all. Um, like Roark shouldn't make the team out of spring. Mm. I'm taking the over. I think I'm taking, the, I'm taking the over me, as well. That doesn't mean I'm confident they're going to be great in the postseason. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I'm diving into this over, like cannonball into the over. I really like it. Like you said, Jim, last two years they've been decimated with injuries, still went over 100 games. And I don't think the division is that tough. And, the, and their pitching staffs weren't like that much better than what they have right now. Yeah. I mean, Cole is still the big difference maker in my head. We still haven't seen what that does over 162, whether it's resetting the bullpen or, you know, just getting that effort from him every fifth day. I mean, I think Vegas hasn't caught up on the great teams yet because uh, there's a lot of teams in baseball punting. The Yankees, those two years you're referencing, 2019-2018, they won 100 games and 103 games with the fifth-best ERA in the AL and the sixth-best ERA in the AL. So even if they're, you know, uh, a good a you know top thirty three percent staff with their lineup, you can kind of pencil them in for close to a hundy spot. So, if there's anything above that, whether it's Garrett Cole or one of those other coin flips pans out, I I really think, I really think for the great teams in baseball, Vegas still hasn't fully caught up yet. Give me the over. We're all on it. Max's fun stat: stat despite only fifty one games between the two of them. And 120 batted balls between the two of them. Stanton and Judge claimed the top two furthest hit balls in the 2020 season in the AL. With home runs traveling 483 feet and 468 feet just eight days apart on July 25th and August 2nd. Did Stanton come out the first couple of games of the season and hit homers, or was that the postseason? The postseason, he had like eight hits and six of them were home runs. He had six home runs in the first five games in the postseason. He's like a man on a mission. And he's got something stupid like the hardest hit ball the last four regular seasons, even though a couple of those seasons he only played like 30 games. He's a monster. 18 games. When he's right, man. God. I can't. We don't even get to dream about that, Trevor, because the injuries have sucked so bad. Those California Yankees are coming for it. 100 <laughs> wins. California Yanks, baby. Yoga, yoga. Namaste. You and Garth. Yoga. You and Garth just sizing each other up every day. 